The Boiled Sports Handsome Hour is sponsored by Martin Vintage. Visit martinvintage.com for an excellent selection of Purdue apparel. Enter Boiled at checkout for 15% off your entire order. And by AJ's on Vine Street in West Lafayette. For the best on-campus selection of burgers, comfort food, draft beers, and TVs to monitor all the action, visit AJ's. EatAJ's.com. here and um, I think, I think people are. people are uh, salivating to hear your voice Clamor. clamoring there's a lot of people on Twitter that we're excited to see Anish and um, yeah I, I told everybody it's gonna be a little bit of delay there were a lot of tears shed be real honest listen sometimes uh, we we uh, go with um, you know the the emergencies that are on the ground mm-hmm. sometimes that they need to be put out by uh, the BS members, and they yeah. cause delays. You know, societal. You know, we're we're here, and by we, we're using we in the most liberal sense of the word. Right, we. right. We are out here solving society's ills. I this th- is yes. all hundred percent true. This is you, the way. This is the way. It gets, this is the way it gets fixed. Is what you're depending saying, right? depending on how you define we is <laughs> at the very least one of us is out yeah. <laughs> doing yeah. good things. Uh, right. The other of us are uh, you know just doing this, doing nothing exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, I, I hear Dylan's here. I, I know that was the intro to the show that I missed, but that was what he said. I'm here. I think <clears throat> was his announcement. Listen, at the very least, uh, you know, uh, you know, if we can't do a show without Dylan, then what's you know, what's there? Right. You know, what can we do? I'll tell you what, the, the people that I see in the margin right here, this is like the all-star team. So <clears throat> if you're gonna, you know, quality, quality, not quantity. I this is a good group. It's an elite, elite company we're among. So um, I don't know if I'm the host or you're the host until Jay gets here. You're, you're lo- always side <clears throat> different, um, you know, uh, uh, beauty and age. Yeah, thank you. God bless you. <laughs> uh, welcome everybody to uh, an an amazing handsome hour. Not because of our talent, not because of what we bring to the table to the Purdue community, but because of what we all just witnessed. Your Purdue Boilermakers went three and zero in basketball, went one and zero in football, won a division, and won a bucket, and um, won a championship. That's a special weekend. We can. Is argue that okay? Is it. that good? How is that? I is that it's supposed good. to be good? Okay, I think good, it's good. 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 Yeah, they beat they beat a, an unranked team that was in the top thirty in Ken Palm by a substantial amount. Then they beat a top ten team in Ken Palm by eighteen. Then they beat another top ten team in Ken, Ken Palm by nineteen. Uh, the only thing I was mad about is they didn't get Gonzaga by twenty because of a cheap basket there at the end. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I've got, I've got a bone to pick with Matt Painter and company. Anish, can I, can I ask you a question? Sure. I mean, you can ask him if you'd like. Am I dead? I, if I pass if away? you are, I'm here with you, my friend. Okay, good, good. I've literally, <laughs> I said it to multiple people. I said it on Twitter, I was like, dude, it's like I drew it up. It doesn't make 
Well, so here's the thing. You did. Like, if you listen to the quick cast, I mean, if you're on YouTube, I assume you get the little late, you get the live links. Yeah, uh, you, you've so you've clicked the little bell. You've clicked the like. You've clicked the subscribe. You're sharing yeah. it with your friends and family yeah. that you have, uh, you know, made small talk over uh, over Thanksgiving. But our man Boiler Dad here called it at the beginning. Now, he didn't say that it would happen, but he was like, imagine. Can what you if? imagine a world? Like, <laughs> what happens? Right. And everything went into place starting with nebraska this is the only place to start uh you know we've got greg mcmanus here um you know uh watching our nebraska expert our nebraska um you know our go-to nebraska uh, correspondent bs uh, nebraska correspondent um like they they did us a huge favor um you know they thanked um you know their interim by uh you know not giving him a job at nebraska it's fine um I don't know if Mickey Joseph is going to going to be on that new staff. It's Auburn did this, Wisconsin did this, they and uh, Auburn and um and uh Nebraska. All three of them had really loyal internal folks that that steered the ship really well in Nebraska's case to much the benefit of Purdue. Right. And then they rewarded him in the end with a swift kick in the pants. Yeah, yep. Uh there are many people that are saying with some of these guys that are the shrapnel of what happened from the early firings, maybe Purdue should go and try to gather up some of that shrapnel and bring them over to coach. I don't, I, I, I don't know if that's, that's the greatest idea. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this because there are a lot of good well, football think... guys that don't have jobs right now because of the, because of the blow. Oh my gosh. Staff. I mean, okay. It's not going to happen. Jim right. Leonard is Jim Holy Leonard ball. should, Jim Leonard should probably get the um, Cincinnati job. Right. I mean, yeah, if they're going to, you know what I mean? If Fickle's going to take yeah. his gig, like Cincinnati's an amazing gig. Right. And so to me, like that makes sense. But if he can't, could you imagine him as DC here? It's not going to happen again no, because there are be better amazing. options out there for him. But like, yeah. oh, it's I mean, and same thing. Mickey Joseph's an excellent head coach. Yeah. Cadillac Williams, man, can you imagine? Boiler down. If I were to give you literally in any you, I'm not talking about football coaches. I'm talking about any category in life. And I gave you the options between Hugh Freeze and Cadillac Williams. Is there a universe where you would pick Hugh Freeze? Oh, heck no, man. And that's that's the thing. Like, so so can you tell me? Can you keep me up to date? I know you're much better at at watching the carousel than I am. But from what I understand, tell me if this we'll is kill wrong. we'll kill time while J Money is out saving the world. Right, um, right. You know, uh, by just talking about the carousel before we get to Purdue things. I think we do that. We, we, we don't want to start on Nebraska talk too too soon. People came to listen about Nebraska talk. <laughs> we don't want to dip, dip in all the way. But so Auburn, they were set to hire Freeze, correct? So, it, okay, here's apparently the story. Okay. Um, you know, as you're trying to filter it through all of the uh, spineless journalists out there yes. that are just carrying water for um, it's just access journalism. They're just carrying water uh, for uh, for agents, you know, just trying to basically doing a copy and paste of what the agents tell them. Right. It was done, like they had a negotiated deal with Lane uh -huh. Kiffin. OK, but Lane didn't sign it. He wanted to play out the weekend. He wanted to give Mississippi State a chance. And that's Mississippi when all State, this stuff was happening on Thursday, right? And Mississippi, yes. And Mississippi State was like, this is our offer. Like, if you're going to leave, leave. But if you're going to stay, like, make a decision. And I think what happened was he was genuinely on the fence. Probably because Auburn, you know, it's on one hand, you have kind of job security and money with 
um, Ole Miss, but with um, you know Auburn, it's I think Auburn is a is a better job than Ole Miss. I think Auburn's a clearly better job than Ole Miss. Um, Only thing that Ole Miss beats them in is is colors. Really, I love those baby. Oh, those baby blues are are a killer. I mean, every time they're done, and so but. Auburn being the upstanding and just well-run, well-oiled machine that Oil they machine, are, yeah, yeah. they didn't have a backup plan. Right? They were like, "We're getting Lane. It's fine." And Lane to, I mean, like again, we we're, I, you know, I know Jay Money likes Lane. I'm not a I'd like Lane is Lane. Like he's a perfect college football character. You know what he I mean? He's a character. That's exactly yeah, right. He's like exactly. a member of the story that you want in there. Exactly. But you don't want him too close. I don't think. Not to not to your I do I wouldn't like to your my program right? exactly but like Auburn to Alabama like playing the foil for Saban in Alabama awesome. that would have been great awesome. so I get it but you know if you're running a multi billion dollar organization you should probably have a backup plan and it seems like they didn't it seemed like they had like initial conversations with Hugh Freeze and they were like there's and now then when Lane backed out there's no backup plan and so you've got to get Hugh done. And when Hugh Freeze is your must-have, like, oh, buddy, that's rough. You know, Nebraska, uh, you know, our favorite football team this week. I mean, genuinely, we love Nebraska. I mean, We've I mean, always said this. You can go through the tape. Handwritten thank you notes to Lincoln from all of us on the BS staff. I mean, it's <laughs> That's right. It's It's been a pretty special, special week for our love affair with Nebraska, <laughs> our up-and-down relationship with Nebraska. You know, they, they made probably a good hire. Um, you know, again, I don't think that Matt Rule is going to knock it out of the – I'm not terrified. But, like, it's going to become like Iowa, like Minnesota. I mean, like, like a program that just doesn't yeah, make solid. mistakes. Right. Solid. Like, I mean, again, we I talk all – right? Is that what you're we, saying? Well, I don't – I dislike it. I dislike, I dislike it. it very much because he's not, a hard honestly, guy not dislike I'm, for me right now. Oh, honestly, not did you, very much. Did you hear his speech when he accepted the job? It was so he good. Was, it's a politician. He knows how to. He knows how to work a room. A he knows one, how to, right? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He, he knows how to do it. Um, and so, to me, like Nebraska, I think probably made a good hire. But I'm not. I don't think that they're winning national championships with Matt Rule. That being said, I think they're probably guaranteed like eight wins, nine wins. Like they're right. they're gonna be, you know, and, and we clown Which on DJ. To, eight or nine wins. That's totally not good enough for Nebraska fans. I will see, but oh, it I, won't be good enough, man. That's the thing. It's amazing because here's what I predict. I see next year, rule will get them to seven or eight wins. It's gonna be a really good season. They're gonna beat a big team. Which Nebraska fans are love. They're going to beat a team where they like have the, like, like the reigning like the reigning Big Ten West uh, champions. Maybe I mean not, that's a big that's a big game. I know yeah, that's exactly. a big game for them. But they'll 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 win some games like that. And Nebraska fans will be like, all right, here we go, here we go. What's right? next? The next year, nine wins. The next year, nine, nine wins. wins. <laughs> yeah, the next because year, that's what Nebraska nine wins. And they're going to be so pissed off. They're going to be like, hit the streets. Right, because they got a killer deal on Matt Rule for this market, for this college sports market, where you sign Mel Tucker to ninety-six million dollar deal. Nice, seventy-five is a bargain. I mean, seventy-five is like it's like jump change, no big deal, right? <laughs> and so, you don't even have to pay the first year. Carolina's doing that for you. Exactly. Look, think about that. What a sweet deal. And old Trev Black did his Friday. job on this, it's, man. It's Black Friday specials, man. It's exactly. uh, you know they had those they had those advertised. Honestly. Yeah. I think I I could grow to hate uh, or dislike you know Matt Rule, um, but it's again it's like look, PJ. look at tell me tell me the things because there's got to be something specific in his personality. I've read up a little bit. 
about what he was like at Carolina, and I think I can get where. But tell me, what is the thing that you see potential for disliking Matt? Oh, I don't. I think he's he's. Um, I think he's closer to a cardboard cutout than okay. um, you know than my. That being said, like he can run. You know, he can run a. You know, he he resurrected Baylor. He ran ran um a temple well like he's the guy that he's the boring cardboard cutout of a politician that you're trying to get when you're trying to you know corral nebraska's nil money when you're trying to usher them the new thing like and honestly but this is the type of hire that you make if you're trying to put if you think that super league is happening and you're trying to get nebraska back into that conversation at the very least it's like we've got to at least consider them right but I, I don't think they're going to be interesting whatsoever. I think they're going to be so bland. I think they're going to be like somewhere between, um, you know, Iowa and Paul Christ, Wisconsin. Like, I think they're going to be something like that. Now, if we're talking disaster hires, just absolute like five alarm. This is bad news for us, buddy. Like Luke Fickle to Wisconsin. Oh, oh that's bad news oh. because you're hoping Luke Fickle goes to, uh, you know, Ohio State, goes to uh, Michigan, goes yeah. to Notre Dame. These yeah. places that are already like excellent. Like the league, there's yeah. very again, Purdue is not playing in that sandbox, right? No. Purdue is playing in yet you know, celebrate yet. Once we once once we win on Saturday, yeah, but that's when the, you, that's the jet fuel. When you get a head coach like Matt, or I mean, uh, like Luke Fickle, matched up at a program in that like second tier, that like one A, right. like two, like two or one B, two A type of tier, like Wisconsin, that is jet fuel. That is real, and that's terrifying to me. Like yeah. to me, Luke Fickle is the one that I'm just like, oh, why? Well, my favorite thing about Fickle. And Ohio State, like I saw Ohio State fans like saying, "Got a boy, Luke." Like, like I can't remember one of the le- former Eleven Warriors guys mm-hmm. that you probably know. You know, he's like a he's kind of a big deal. He became a real media type, and now he's I don't know what he's doing now. But I I, I made fun of him. I'm like, remember you guys fired him? I, I don't forget well, that. So they he they hired. What did they do? Well, they they it, it, again. It's it's enough. it's kind of like what Leonard was. Absolutely. So, I, like so that, right? I don't I don't think that Leonard was passed over or he was mm-hmm. fired. I don't think that there was anything that he could have done. Do you don't make think he him could have earned the job? I don't. So no, no. I think he did earn the job. Okay. But I think that there was nothing that he could have done to make him a better candidate than Luke Fickle. And when Luke Fickle says he wants your job, wants that job, it's just like you. I think I think Jim Leonard maxed out, and yeah. Luke Fickle is just a better option. And I don't yeah. blame, I don't blame uh, Wisconsin for making that hard decision. Right. Same thing again. I've had plenty of things to say about Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. but that being said, when you have, you know, this one year that coach, you know, the interim kind of interim plus coach that you had. You know, guiding you through again, a very similar guiding you through a really rough patch like Luke Fickle did, but then Urban Meyer is willing to come to Ohio State. It's like no matter what you do, you're not going to be a better option than um, than Urban Meyer. Now there are a few more things about Urban Meyer that you can hate, you know, compared to yeah. you know Luke Fickle, who uh, just is excellent, just is so good, yeah. and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, 
Um, so, so I, I was reading a thread right before I came on here. Speaking, let's we can start turning the turning the ship towards what we really want to talk about. By the way, we are trying to fill a little bit of time until the, the normal host of of the three man handsome hour can can get here. Um, and he's got, if you guys don't know it, uh, Jay is he he's an amazing singer and he That's does right. nightclub gigs. And That's right. um, so he's doing he's doing. Uh, Big work tonight. He's actually, uh, this is not a joke. He is an EMT, which is an amazing thing. He's a voluntary um, uh, EMT. Am I saying that right? Is that true? Sure. sure. It's incredible. He's, he's, it's literally, it's an amazing thing that he does. And sometimes his selflessness runs into our handsome hour, which is, which is just inexcusable. I mean, we, we dock his pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Huge pay cut. Yeah. Um, but, but I read a 15, great 15 fewer Oreos to eat this week. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't give them, we'll, we'll hold them, hold the double and triple stuff back from That's them. right. He'll have to eat my, my thins, which I love. Um, but one, I read a good thread or a, a start of a good idea maybe on, uh, the new knucklehead board that said, um, one of uh, the best things would be if Mitch Daniels and Babinski came together like they did to get Brom and said, okay, the final thing we're going to do is shore Jeff up and make him the longest tenured Purdue football coach ever by signing him to one of those mega college football contracts up near that $100 million space. Let me ask you right now, is that what you'd like to see happen? Or is there another scenario? Or would you like to say, okay, let's fatten this deal. Let's make sure that he gets, let's say he gets a $85 million deal, which is still just saying those numbers is dumb. But he's gonna guarantee he's gonna get guaranteed money to have a very deep coffer for his assistant coach. Like, what would you like to see? Which what's Anisha's perfect scenario for Purdue right now? Or do you just say, okay, hey, everything's fine right now? No, I, 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 I'm not no, good no, with no. everything's fine. Tell you truth, I I am not good with everything's fine. Um, there is a so like okay, we'll say it, Louisville, right? How do you make Purdue a better, a more attractive option? than louisville for you know louisville's first family right and the way that you do that is so it, it's leaning into produce strengths louisville's strengths are going to be there right because so, so again here are your two options your two your one option is a perfunctory extension just to make sure he's got a contract at this point the standard contract is you know one and a half to two recruiting cycles so it's gonna mm -hmm. you've got to have a coach for six to eight years already on the books right? right um so just do that at his current salary and if louisville poaches him they poaches him right um the second thing is to lean into produce strengths to make it a, a, an argument to a very rational level-headed calm person that doesn't really make it rational decisions um, that Purdue is a more attractive place to be than Louisville. And the way that you do that is by giving him maxing out his assistant pool, right. maxing out his years and continuing to be continuing to be in the big 10 to show that like that level between a mid-level ACC school versus a mid-level big 10 school is like just an astronomical difference. Mm -hmm. And it's going to only grow as uh, like through the years. Well, that's and the funny thing. People, well, people still complain about Brahms contract that are Purdue fans. It's which, not your money, homie. Not, what are you yeah. talking what about? Are you what are you doing? But, but the thing that I'd look at this is it, it's not that big of a contract anymore either. And what he's done, you can be upset that there've been a couple bad seasons. 
I, I, I implore two, you, Purdue fans, even the young ones. Let's let's look at Purdue's history. What Purdue really is. This is not accepting mediocrity. This is shooting for really special levels of winning. I would say, if you can hire Jeff Brom, if you can rehire, if you can re-up Jeff Brom at seven to eight million dollars, do it. Do it. Go and next seven and, to eight and, years. And right. to me, do seven for a full eight years and double his assistant pool. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And all of a sudden, make Purdue like. By the way, that puts highlight right that in the upper middle, right? I mean, I'm not highlight that, that resource gap that exists between the middle of the ACC and the middle of the Big Ten, which is where Louisville's football program is, and it's where Purdue's football program is at this point. Purdue's fourth in the Big Ten. I'm, you know, by any metric, like you look at the bowl, like so. You know, they don't do kind of one through 10 or one through 14, whatever for, for the big 10 anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you were the, like, if you were lining up big 10 teams on like for the bowl selection, Purdue would come off the board fourth this year, I think. And to me, that's like fourth place in the big 10. And to me, like, so you've got the two blue bloods, you've got Penn state, which is knocking on that door. And then you've got Purdue I, in what world. And we're looking at the Syracuse loss, you know, we're, uh, we're looking at Penn state, we're saying like, oh, that 10 wins was almost there. But in what world is this, that reality that we have, not worth what, you know, Brom had been setting up for the last six years, right? Right, right? And so to me, the other thing is there's that resource gap that you can show that is ever growing. And you can show it right now with the assistant pool. But then also you show stability. You show stability, even with Meng Chang coming in as the next president, that it's just like, this is a no-nonsense, calm, non-reactionary program where the the pressure is not going to be insane. It's going to be, your quality of life is going to be so good. You're going to be playing, you know, not just Ohio State, Michigan next year, but in a couple of years, you're going to be playing USC. You're going to be playing, you know. Wisconsin, Nebraska, Penn State, all of these big teams, you're in the big two. You're yeah. you're playing where football matters. Yeah. And to me, and you're doing so in a stable place that doesn't make reactionary decisions, that isn't like, you know, that isn't Auburn, you know, that isn't Louisville. Right. And like you said, sell it as the anti-Auburn. Sell it as the anti uh, give me give me another one that's that's in a Louisville. Place. I mean, Louisville. shit. Sell it as the anti-Wisconsin. What they just did, I, I still, I still no, I, I don't, was... I don't blame, I don't blame Wisconsin one bit. Uh, you know, oh, I mean, I know the... you don't, I know you're not a big Chris guy, but that's a that's a favorite son of the program and the university who's winning at a decent clip, who doesn't do anything bad, who doesn't have players that are doing any anything bad, and they kick the I, curve. You know, to me, it's they they were looking. So Wisconsin is playing in a different sandbox than Purdue. Right. So I don't think they should be. That's that's where... so that's the attainable one. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, not next year, not the year after, but that is where Purdue can aim right now. Now, Wisconsin has been there for a decade, almost yeah. almost two decades now. Yeah. And so Wisconsin is trying to take that and and leap into the Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, mm-hmm. that one. Now, Penn State's in kind of a weird, you know, Penn State is in that kind of middle where yeah. they're, they're yeah. not quite here, not quite there. Michigan probably just made that leap that Penn State is trying to make, right? 
I think there is where Wisconsin is trying to get. And when you do that, you're leveraging NIL, you're leveraging the town, you're leveraging the um, uh, the resources, the Big Ten resources that you have, and the ability to attract a coach like Luke Fickle. And so to me, like to upgrade from a dude like Paul Christ, a good dude, but a cardboard cutout, mm-hmm. and you know, you're you're ending up with Luke Fickle. And to me, that's the way that you do it. And so I don't blame um, Wisconsin, but what you're trying, if you're Purdue, to get back to your question, you're yeah. trying to paint... For Jeff Brom, you're trying to paint it as the opposite of Louisville, which is stable and just resources. Like the, the resource gap is going to get to where, you know, it's it's not great. And so what you can do this year, because it, it looks like Satterfield, there might be one or two openings. So what I'm currently worried about, which I can finally verbalize on the Twitter machine now, or on the YouTube machine now that we've had a successful season, yeah. um, like by any, by any, uh, you know, measuring stick is a, and Satterfield doesn't look like he's getting fired by Louisville. No, this year. that would, you want to talk about a, an opportunity Reactionary. for bad, bad football karma. There it yeah, is right there. Holy moly. But it looks they're like they're seven or eight. They're at eight wins, aren't they? They're at seven, okay. I think. Um, and so, but they are looking seven with to a couple separate. really good, really good victories. Good, this year. a couple of good wins, a couple of bad losses. Yeah, a Louisville football season. It is right. what it is. That's what right. they are. It, it, again, that's what Purdue is too. Like it's the middle of the Big Ten, middle of the ACC. It is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are a, he's a um, you know North Carolina, um, like West Virginia kind of guy. Yeah. West Virginia may open up. Um, if not this year, then maybe next year. Right. And that chain of events is what I'm worried about as to how Louisville opens, right? And That'd be way different than the way I thought this was all going to go. Exactly. I thought this at the was beginning it, of the right? year, right? Yeah, yeah. And so what you're what you're hoping is to just say like you can. We've shown you've shown you can do it. Purdue has shown that it can be a place where you could do you know do something like this. At this point, without divisions, if there are pods in the next you know in the next iteration of the Big Ten, if there are sixteen right. plus teams, right? Um, yeah. You know, no matter how that goes, it again if there if instead of the if there ends up being a Big Ten football tournament, who knows? You know what I mean? Or like. Yep winners of pods play each other like as a top four or whatever, however it ends up shaking out. Like, can you get to that final four stage? Right. right. Can you like at this point, it, like it, it's, it sounds so strange with what we grew up with, but yeah. it's like, can, if you can make the big 10 final four, you know, that all of a sudden becomes your, your the same bar as to what a big 10 West title was yeah. right. As the big yeah. 10 grows and you've shown that you can do it. Um, And so it's just like, it's such a strange, like, time shift, uh, like, and shift just for the way football is, is, uh, like, going. But it feels like. you just want to have, you just want to have a stable guy there. And to me, it's like, Brom, Brom is that guy. Come on. He's always. Right. And that's the thing. I think lean in, like you said, lean into what Purdue really is. Babinski has been an amazing leader. He's done. Mm -hmm. I mean. Think about the success we just talked about this weekend and how it's kind of a microcosm yep. of what's been ha- happening. We can we can sit around if we let's talk about perspective. We can sit around and we can dwell on the fact that Purdue was number one last year and they fizzled out in the tournament and they disappointed towards the end of the season because we were all every every person I know that's that's really a fan that lives and dies about the, with this stuff was was really gut punched last year. Or you can say, okay, hey, 
the now is the now and there's some really, really good things happening and there are some people in the right places to get there, to make that next step. I, I, Anish, is there a better, is there a better scenario for Purdue University than the tutelage of Matt Painter? Man, like I honestly, so the way that you just look, the way that Brom can look over at the basketball program and see Painter's dip years, see how Purdue stood by him, see the way that he's moved through this, like see how he's broken Purdue from that solid tier two Mm -hmm. to that upper tier two, lower tier one school. Like the ones that are knocking on the door, like, honestly, it's, it's. Um, you know, and I know that you don't like putting Gonzaga in the modern blue blood kind of thing. I've, I've, but I've like, debated this with myself and my son multiple times in the last two, three days. But like, wh- like where is Gonzaga, Gonzaga there? They're awfully close uh, if they're not right there. They're awfully close. They need the title, right? They right. need the exactly. title. Um, it's where Villanova was, you know, yes. five years ago, right? Five, six years ago. Right. It's like all he, all, you know, it's the same. It's where Jay Wright, Jay Wright, Mark Few, Matt Payne, he's in there, but he needs to break through, right? And the way you do that is you get new pieces, but it, what we're no longer doing anymore is this is a rebuilding team that is not young. We keep hearing that word. They're a young team. They're mm-hmm. not a young team. The, and what that allows for is for the people that were the key cogs of this basketball team that, you know, were, that lived through last year to absorb all of the peaks and to learn all of the lessons, right? Yeah. That is what a foundation means, right? Like that's how you build a foundation. Last year's team is the best, I think, the best offensive team that Matt Painter will ever have. And there are pieces on this team that were a part of that and absorbed those and learned those lessons and got that free flowing offense and knew how to settle themselves down, you know, on offense rather than like panic, like needing a timeout and panicking immediately. But they also saw that it wasn't a good defensive team. Like it, what it, they just didn't embrace that. It was a horrible and so, defensive team. And so I mean, now you're seeing this team be like absorb some of those key offensive, um, you know, uh, lessons now without Trevion and without um, uh, uh, Ivy, without Jaden. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's mm-hmm. not going to hit the same highs. Right. But they're not going to hit the same lows of you know, they learn their lessons on the defensive side of things, too. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so that's how you that's how you get better. That's how you build a foundation that improves. And so, again, kind of looking basketball to football, you are looking like if you're Brom or if you're the if you're Babinski you're looking at the you're trying to show him what you're willing to do with Matt Painter. Right. Which is just like let a great coach kind of grow up, like build a foundation. Um, and so to me, like, I don't know, like that's, that's the way, like, that's the only way to, um, you know, to, to argue with something like this, like, you know, to argue against the heart, which is kind of what yeah. we're, we're, we're implicitly doing here. Yeah. So if you look at the stats, I know it's very early in the season, but Purdue's played, they played competition already. So there's something that's interesting and I didn't do this until just now. So this is kind of a fun surprise for me. Um, last year, the offense averaged nearly 80 points a game for an entire season. That's awesome. 79.4 points. But that's an incredible number, right? But they gave up 68 points a game. Yeah. This year, the team's averaging 74 points a game, giving up 55. Mm-hmm. It's more of a Purdue-type number. But that's that 75. You're getting 75, 76 points a game. 
that's a pretty darn good number. So, and if you look yeah. at the teams, like the, all the teams that are trying to build their resume that I, I've been seeing tons of fan bases angry that produce just catapulted up to the top on Twitter. It's funny to me, but you look at their resume, you look at their points per game, you look at their letdowns. Jay brought up Houston off of, you know, on our, on our mm-hmm. text thread, which I think is great because Houston has laid a couple turds. Like they've had yep. some games where you're like, this, this is, this doesn't look great. And yet they're number one right now. I, I love the way this team is playing. I think it's a very, very, uh, you know, the catbird seat, whatever you want to say, they're in the driver's seat. They're in a perfect position. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real question, and I want to ask you the mental makeup of this team I know you say they're not that young, but they they're youngish, and they've got a they've got freshmen playing significant roles. They're young you pieces, they're, yeah, right. And those young pieces are playing significant minutes. So is Mason Gillis, and he is super steady. We we loved him as kind of the guy who was a catalyst, and mm-hmm. now he's a steady guy, like playing 14 minutes without complaining, even though he's still hitting his shot. Along with Newman over there, who's all of a sudden the guy who's going to dive into the crowd at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to shoot every possession. These guys are steady, right? And then Edie, steady. These, look at the, that leadership right there. Man. Those three guys. That's a, and that's what I'm saying. They were and Morton, the the yeah. they were not this even keeled last right. year. And so these no, are the lessons. Not even that, close. This is why it. They're not a young team. They're an, they're a, an experienced team with young key pieces. Now, what mm-hmm. that means is that the young pieces. I'm telling you, everybody, all uh, you know, seventy five of you or whatever that are that are on right now, yeah. and everybody that's going to listen later, listen to this. Just brace yourself. Okay. They're, they will. They will hit the freshman wall. What? I, I guarantee. It's not going it, to always be like it was this Almost is like freshmen will uh, not always be, you know, lights out shooters, uh, no hesitations, no turnovers, none of that. Um, and so I, you know, it's, um, oh, we've got a, we've got an interloper here. Let's see if it connects, yeah, if yeah. this guy can connect. Wow. Look at this from a dark cave. J Money has joined us. Uh, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege. Oh, look at that. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Good. I'm good. Did I miss anything? Good. Good. Catch good. Me. Yeah. No, you didn't miss what anything. Did we talk nothing, about? Nothing, oh, nothing. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't yeah, know. He's got hor- okay. Okay. Oh, he's got you've horrible got, audio. He's, he's yeah, got so. terrible. It's terrible. It's awful. awful. Yes. Boo. Yes. Boo. <laughs> yeah. So, if I were you, Jay, here's what, and I don't know how close you are to home. This is your. Just put your... the lights on and uh, just say this is an emergency. Exactly. If, yeah, what, I'm sure what you're, could you're go in the wrong? Ambulance. But no, I would say get home, jump on as soon as you can because people are salivating to hear us jump into the full J money goodness. So whenever you can get here, let's do it. All right. Okay. All right. Appreciate you trying though. So this he, that was a little better than when I tried on the road um, from the West Coast. That was terrible. It was awful. Absolutely terrible. I went back terrible. and listened to that. I was like, man, that's frustrating. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what to do with that. But um, Let's see. Uh, yeah, Motor City. So there's there's a bit of a misnomer going around. Like, I don't understand technology. I mean, that's that's absurd. Motor City Boiler says he's got bad audio on purpose to make Boiler Dad feel better about himself. Let me, so here, and I don't know if that's – you think I'm sabotaging him or if he's doing it to make me feel better about me. He would never do something to make me feel better about my tech problems. Never. 
First thing. Second thing, um, here's the the sad thing about the three of us. We all struggle with tech at different times. Even Anish. Anish at one point was like this whiz kid who understood everything that was coming down the pike. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, tech advanced too quickly and he became a little bit older. My hips are hurting all of a sudden. Exactly. It's yeah, it's awful. It's awful. Um, but uh, yeah, I I, uh, I know Jay will be with us as soon as he can. Um, so a young teams, not a young team, but a, a, an experienced team with young pieces, right? Yeah. And so yeah. what that means is that January may be a little bit ugly. It's fine. It'll be okay. I promise. Right. Because right. they showed this, right? The fact that they showed this. They, hear about this. How about this, Anish? I said this to LBD. They've already played themselves into the tournament. Like right now, yeah, it's it, they're in. I mean, yeah. you can you can do a lot of messing up, a go lot five, of trying to go five hundred in the Big Ten season, and you're, you're in, in still. You're in. <laughs> like that's yeah. wild. It's think insane. how crazy that is. I mean, that's it's it's a it's a precon unlike anything that we've seen in our lives. Can I say I mean, that? Is and, it, I think, yeah, I think you can. Painter, Painter, and Few have been trying to get a home and home. Um, going and this is kind of why you do it right like this mm-hmm. is why both of them want to do it because it's like Purdue is in that in that spot where it's like you want to you want these preseason tests and Gonzaga now like they're trying to join these leagues and all of a sudden oh the Pac-12 suddenly wants them when the Pac-12 is on the verge of collapsing yeah, um, yeah. but like you know there's um, like these are two teams that I think would be, it, it, you know, just like Jay Wright with Nova, you know, the last couple of years, which Purdue has, you know, played them a handful of times, even outside the outside the tournament, let alone in. Um, like these are teams that match up well, and they kind of want to measure themselves against each other. I mean, there's yeah. a reason that Purdue matches up with West Virginia, um, you know, every uh, whatever every secret scrimmage. It's like Purdue is the finesse version of West Virginia. West Virginia is the bullhorn version of what of of what Purdue does, right? As like they're almost like you know, um, you know, the, the complimentary, you know, uh, types and they want to kind of learn. Yeah. So here, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's look, cause that's a good segue into that tournament and this great weekend, West Virginia. I, I watched the painter show. Um, you had, um, darn damn it. My brain is not working. Painter was not on the show. So you, so you had an assistant coach and it's killing me. He's actually the basketball operation guys. And I actually know him. Um, he was talking about, Elliot. um, huh? Yeah, Bloom. Yeah, Yeah, Bloom's great. Um, Bloom's pretty no nonsense. He's he's a he's a great painter type guy. But he talked about West Virginia and he said West Virginia is going to foul you a lot. They're going to play very physical um, and they're going to dare the rest to to call all the fouls. And that's in some ways, right? The old painter, the old Purdue, the Purdue that got the reputation of being a place where where Offense goes to die, kind of like Wisconsin is right now. Mm-hmm. What Wisconsin really is built on, the Wisconsin culture is designed to destroy college basketball. I'm it's it's Kirk convinced. Ferentz on basketball on, on it's uh, so wood shit, right? And, yeah. and and they just keep doing it every year. You see a Wisconsin score, and they're down in the forties. You're like, or they're in the teens at the half, which has happened, and they're winning somehow. Cool, great, whatever. I that's not basketball to me. It's not fun. Um, but Purdue has shed that reputation a long time ago. Matt Painter's ability to alter the offense and make it different. It looks like this year 
is the ideal offense for Painter. Am I am I wrong? Because there are many skeptics on Twitter that said Painter's got to stop recruiting seven footers. I'm like, are you crazy? This is this is the lifeblood of this program. Having a seven footer in there all the time yeah. that can move, that can. I mean, what Edie's doing right now, his ability to do different things. You don't have to be a jump well, shooter he, as a seven footer. We we knew that. He, I mean, we knew this years ago. Edie is the best one. Edie's the best seven footer that Painter's had so far. Um, like Isn't it and, wild too. Like, not his, even his not ranking even was four thirty three. So you Isn't say four. You say four thirty three. He, it, for all intents and purposes, he was just off the radar, right? Like it. That's what that means. Like he wasn't a three star, and so he was just kind of whatever until Matt Painter offered him. They watched his tape and they were like, "Oh, we should have ranked him a three star." So we'll just we'll just tack three stars on him and sure, like sure. who cares, right? Um, and so it, it is. It all of a sudden it is the seeds of that like that Duke level respect, which is like, oh, wherever Matt Painter goes, yeah, sure, we'll we'll give them stars, right? Like you know, we heard comments of like uh, from this summer. Um, which is why you wanted to go to those um, scrimmages and those preseason games about how good Braden Smith was and how almost bad the coaching staff felt because they felt like they stole Braden Smith from like, like nobody was recruiting him. And they were like, is it, are we, are we seeing something different here? Is this? I'll tell you what, in in Hamilton County, kids that are in high school right now. And the reason I know I, I hung out with a couple of them because I have one that lives in my house, but his friends they know Braden Smith because they disdain him because they're like, that guy is a killer. When the game is big, Braden Smith is bigger. He was, he was just an absolute terror when healthy last year. He got and by the way, he's not like a guy who's injury prone. He had an injury that kept him out for a bit. And when he came back from that injury, he was like angry. Mm-hmm. He, he, he played with a vengeance. He single-handedly beat Fishers, which is where my son goes. He beat up on other teams. Purdue absolutely stole this guy. And the thing that's great about him is like, okay, he looks small. I, I, I made this list. I wanted to – and you were starting to touch on this earlier, and then Jay rudely interrupted us. But I kind of started making this list of what Purdue's team really is. Like if you look at a core, and I had this idea that they're a wolf pack. They're so good together. They are so much better together than they are apart. They're the antithesis of last year because you had all these great parts, individual parts, but really the team never found itself, in my opinion. They move the ball well sometimes, but really the best thing for that team was when, I don't want to say that. I'm not going to, they had, this team is a different animal. Okay. And so I look at it and you have glue guys and we were starting to talk about that. You got, you got Morton, you've got Gillis. And I would say, you know, like Edie's kind of a glue guy, but Edie's different because Edie is in this super. He's the centerpiece. I mean, like he's the supernova of this team, right? He's the, he's the, He's he's a different alpha though, right? You you watch him. He's he's developing into something else, but the dude is stone cold. Mm-hmm. He he's an intimidator. Other I, teams are talking weird. about other podcasts, other other um, fan bases are now talking about this guy's terrifying. It's not fair to have a guy that big. I mean, I don't know if you saw some so, of the comments in post game. Co- I love it. Right? I'm gonna kind of make this comparison. Yeah, and go it's ahead. gonna sound well. So you keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay. So, so they got the glue. So these, I think it's really Morton and Gillis. Those are the glue type guys. And I could even start saying Waddell be coming in there because they're guys that are just going to come in. Yeah. And then I would put Newman in there, which is yeah. weird because a year ago you would have never said Newman was a, a glue type guy. Okay. Then you've got this group and it's probably not fair of me, but I call them the spaz. These guys are nuts, right? 
and and they they vary a little bit in their presentation okay Smith is an absolute spaz and I love it right the guy is moving at another speed than other people he comes in he is he's well by the way another glue guy you could say another guy is probably Jenkins right but I mean Oh, I love He's, he doesn't demand. I, I know mean, that, he can shoot. dude. I know that he has had some tough moments. I we by the time the tournament comes around, when yeah. you need at that times when you need a mid range bucket. bucket. Oh, yeah. Jay, Jay, we're going to be thanking our stars for him. Keep going. Yeah, he loves he loves the big shot. He doesn't shy away from it, right? But these spaz guys, you man. got Smith, he's of course, because like he's man too. Like he's a he's a beast like, from he's his shoulders. He is a, he is not a typical shooting guard, right? Um, and I love it. Um, I love that these guys are all atypical. I love that they're all guys that are like, ah, that, they don't they don't fit into that mold that you want of a perfect player. But they're fitting into the Purdue mold really well. So the spazzes are Smith. And then I go, this is kind of weird, but I say Lawyer is in that group because Lawyer can shoot. But if you watch Lawyer, he is on the ground all the time. He's diving for loose balls, but he's also kind of like a bit like Maccabee on the football end where his legs are going all directions and he doesn't really have it all put together yet. I think he's going to be an incredibly, incredibly polished product whenever he leaves. Oh, yeah. Right? He, you can so see it already. Man, he's taking threes like um, yeah. like um, uh, Ryan Klein was his senior year, which is like those yeah. kind of like, and it requires such incredible balance and core strength, like mm -hmm. the ability to just square up instantly. Right. Yeah. Like you, you know, the play is breaking down or all of a sudden you have like an inch of daylight. It was, it was what we saw against Tennessee, which I didn't know he had in him. Right. And that right. was dang near the end of his career. Um, we're already seeing that from him again, lawyer, not going to be like this the entire year. He's going to have dips. Going to be fine. But the, to he's already had this. His first two games, like, he couldn't hit it. Right? He was he was throwing up shots that were doing to do. Right? They were going out. Yep. But his misses look good, and his misses are reboundable. He's not like he's like Klein in that way. Right? When he misses, Soft. the ball's going to be right there Soft. where you need it to be. Right? And Edie. So to the leadership point, it's. I'm again like at polar opposites on the floor, like in terms of, of playing style, but just in terms of their a demeanor, like like Edie and Carson are very close. Right. Um, you know, they are they are no nonsense, they are workhorses, nothing phases them. They'll get into ruts like on the court here and there, but they won't outburst. It's the the Carson kind of calming harms down um type thing. Like Edie is the calming presence, like on the floor. He will get the team going when they right. need it. Yeah, and all of his and the leap, like I think part of the defensive leap this year has been Edie. I mean, it's been night and day. Last he's year, he's a shot he, blocker. Now, I mean, all he of was a sudden, not a shot blocker last year. He couldn't get vertical. He right. could. He could find couldn't move sideways, shot, but that movement exactly. Right. And so, to me, like I it. Like, I, I don't think, and kind of similar to, here we go, here he is, um, similar to last year's team, or similar to the Carson team, when, like, when looking at the team before, you know, mm -hmm. the, with the super mm -hmm. seniors, right, um, that that also kind of petered out towards the end of that, they had a long winning streak that also petered out towards the end of that year. Again, that was a large part due to, uh, and then the tournament collapse was due to the harms injury, right? But, you know, a large, it, like, 
uh, there Which were tournament major... collapse are we talking to? Yeah, no, we're not talking about any. Just oh. in time. Just okay. in time for you sorry. to join. Just, sorry, go ahead. Uh, just in time for you to join. Uh, but the 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 um uh you 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 threw me on that one. Sorry. But that 19 team that made the Elite Eight run, they learned the lessons of that, you know, of the super seniors team, right? Again, not saying that it's an Elite Eight or Final Four. Now, have I already booked my I hotel rooms in, in Houston? Maybe. Maybe. There are a couple beds in there. It's fine. You guys can come join. Even if there was one, you guys could come join. It's fine. But, you know, I, I think that's that's a part of, you know, we we transition, We did this transition, which is like, how do you, how, how would Brom kind of look to, to Painter in terms of like a coach that was allowed to build? Like these are the keys of teams that can reset without getting young. You know, we, you know, we were saying that I think it was a, a J money line, which was like uh, you know years ago, which is like the teams that constantly stay young, like that oh, reset but line. constantly staying young. That's yeah. like that's where you go wrong because you don't yeah. have those battle scars. That was right? IU's problem, right, for a decade. And so constantly this is. Young. This is a team that is resetting, but isn't young. Mm-hmm. It, like, and they have players on the team last year that have learned the lessons that had team players from the 2020 team that would have missed the, you know, that would have missed the tournament that was canceled for re that for reasons that we aren't regretful for that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, the, the, uh, I think the, the ability to reset without just being full of like freshmen, like Duke is this year, like, it's they're going to take Duke a is while. every year. This is the the thing that I'm Duke amazed by. Kentucky. One of the narratives they sure are, they sure are that it's a it's a conduit to the league, right? You get the five star, and then you send them on, right? And then Purdue is their antithesis. You have guys like, and we haven't even talked about him today, which is a damn shame. But I put him in that spaz category again. Trey Kaufman Wren, a guy that oh. was willing to take the red shirt, and you look at him and you're like. He just wears people down. So you've got Edie. Choose your poison. You've got Edie, who everybody says he's unfairly tall and big, and he's not talented. He's just big. That's what the funny narrative that I'm hearing. Okay. All right. Funny, because there are other guys that are 7'2", that somehow that two inches makes a massive difference, and they can only average six points and five rebounds. But (laughs) Edie can average 20 points and 10 rebounds because those extra two inches. That's all it is, I guess. So he's going to make life difficult on you. And then you're going to have a spaz, Caleb first, and a spaz, Trey Kaufman Wren, coming at you with just anger and piss and vinegar. And they're going to say, yeah, give us all the contact. We want it. And guess what we're going to try to do every time we touch the ball? Rip the damn thing off the glass. Those guys are mean. They attack the boards like a bunch of angry dogs. I love this freaking team. I love it. It's good, man. It's good. Teams that teams that are allowed to grow and kind of learn lessons. This is it, Chris. Chris, I know it's after dark. I know. Oh gosh, Chris Harder. He says I've been told an extra two inches would help. He's talking about height. I'm assuming he's five ten. We met him. Right. He's five ten. Yeah, that's right. That that that. I don't know that it's really a narrative size for a goalie. That Edie is uh, that is he's just big and I think that was one. Loud mouth more. No, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. And as you guys know, I've spent way too much time on Twitter the last couple of days. <laughs> you guys have made fun of me for it. And last couple my days. So here's my problem, guys. I got to tell you, I got a, I got a confession to everyone who's listening. Everybody's watching. When 
news is happening that involves my boilers. That's a national thing. Okay. I start getting on there because I want to see every kernel that's coming out. You don't have to it. explain And the stuff. best way to gather news. You don't have to explain it. Is Twitter. Just feed okay. me. I'm going to give me a link. Yeah. I want to read. I want to look at stats. I want to hear I want to hear bad opinions and good opinions. I want to build it, you know? Okay. And when they're about to be ranked, I can remember last year when it looked like they might be number one, two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, whatever mm -hmm. that was, I couldn't get off of there. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I it's generally, good for the productivity. it's good for the oh, productivity. It's great. It's great for the productivity. It's great for being a good dad. It's horrible on every, every level. Okay. But I, I could not get off. Cause I was like, okay, there's more coming. And the sure enough, there was more coming. Twitter's got this stupid thing where it will hide stuff from you for a long time. And then all of a sudden you're about to get off and you hit the feed one more time. And then something awesome comes up. It's like an amazing opinion. It's an article you haven't seen. And I'm like, okay, I'm back. You have my attention. I'm not getting up yet. I've been draining the battery of my iPhone 13 mini, just draining it. I'm, I am, I'm charging it twice a day right now. I feel horrible about this guys. You know, the way I feel about this. I don't love it, but I love it. Hate yourself. Hey, hate me. it's a hell of a drug, man. Exactly. There, it's there's certain things that are addictive. And yeah, um, I noticed that, uh, let's see here. Patrick Kennedy says that if Purdue wins Saturday, all three of us must shave. I don't recall agreeing to that. Actually. I do not agree to this. I'll do it, but I don't agree to it. I mean, you didn't say didn't what? Shave the head. I was, I was going to say, say shave the head. Both of that is fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Dylan uh, says he's been at war with IU fans for two days now. It is not a war worth fighting, Dylan. You can't fight with people who don't. It's, it's Listen, you know, if old... you fight with an idiot and they're saying idiot things all the time, how are you gonna... and you try to fight with them, you may sound like the idiot. So just, just throw a barb and get out of there. What's amazing to me is like, there are fan bases out there, and I might say I don't know much about Gonzaga's fan base. They don't say much because they're so you know. I mean, I think they're small. I don't never. I never. But maybe that's maybe that's a bonus for them. They don't talk smack. I don't ever hear them waiting. They do. They do. They yeah, do. but I did a but, last year. Okay, what I'm saying though is I think there are fan bases that know when they're down or beat. Yes. Or maybe when they should just shut up, right? And they. I think Gonzaga Ohio State stayed like off right of now. it after. How about Ohio humbled. State football fans right now? I'm not seeing a lot. I'm definitely seeing excuses made, but you do that about your team. I don't yeah. see them going and telling Michigan that they're not good. <laughs> like, no, they're yeah, they're they're starting to rile for Ryan Day, which is funny. Well, but but it's, it is awesome. outward. It's inward. It's not. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like you know when to stop. It's like okay, I'm not going to go fight with them because they kicked our ass. They've kicked everyone's right. ass lately. And I let's just argue with seen, family. But they never seem to know. They never seem to get that. Like, I want to respect some element of the fan base. I know that's a silly thing. I, I shouldn't. But I want to say, okay, well, the football fans of IU are idiots because they're IU football fans. They are. Uh, they are. But then you want to say, but the basketball, they got to know basketball. They're, they're worse. Indiana. They're and worse. Like, they're worse. Like, I want to give you guys a chance. But to pretend that Purdue's not good right now or that that Edie's not great. Edie's not good. Gonzaga's a little down. Duke is clearly not the same. Yeah, okay. This just all three of them, right? But, all these things are true. But then to can't wait like, till the collapse. And, Whatever. Pick your poison. And you then we get told the morons. Don't fight about right them. now. We've got all the bullets. Don't do it now. Come at us in March. We know how this goes. Well, certainly. Wait, hold on. I, I one Sorry. thing that I was hearing was the best weekend or whatever four day or week stretch in in Purdue sports history. Um. I yeah maybe I don't know it was awesome I mean Something like I think my, my dad thinks it's one of them 
because he's an old man. It's you think he's, of some of the best moments. Dude. And think he knows best, stuff. Well, think of the best football and basketball moments that you could, just on their own that you can think of. And the other program wasn't the other one wasn't doing that well, right? Like the closest right. I can think of, and it wasn't a weekend, would have been the year 2000 because the football team went to the Rose Bowl and they had the basketball team had gone to an elite eight in March. So, but you're still talking about eight months apart. Exactly. So that's probably and the like, last and you then you had to the, a year. That might yeah. be the last year it felt kind of close to this. But even the 2000 elite eight was like found money, and I don't know. Look, I, look, you go. So you say so 2000 is good. 1980s really good. 1967 right. is really good. Okay. So let's right. say Evan, once every 20 years, you right. got it. Generationally. Wow. That stinks. Um, but, but the big Just thing wait is, until the final four. It's fine. Exactly. I, I really believe, guys, I, I, something big happened to me away from Boiled Sports. I have a pick'em group. It's friends and family. I won. I won the pick'em group. Look at that. And I don't win anything. Do you, you guys know this? Did you buy a lottery this? ticket? No. What I did is I said, I'm digging into Purdue because this is Final Four year, bro. That's it. Just that was the sign. This year. Put your one bet, your I'll first year either, only bet. It's either Purdue's going to win the Final Four. It's going to go to the Final Four. Be sweet 16 champs, Jay. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or, um, the world is coming to an end. It's one of those two. Could be so. both. Could be both. Could be both. It's That's fine. True. And it probably is both if one of those happens. It's fine. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a magical, uh, couple of days. I mean, personally and on the, on a much greater scale. Um, it's funny. So I've got a, I've got a guy I work with. You guys know this. I, I work with a company based out of California right now. I've got a guy I work with who has much, bigger fish to fry than me. And he doesn't care all that much about college sports. Not his thing. And I said, did you see what happened to Purdue this weekend? He said, no. And I just start, and I just start telling him all the wonderful, beautiful things I've experienced the last couple of days. He goes, sounds pretty cool. That one was so here's he didn't really it's like, oh my gosh, pal, tell me more. It's 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 so it it reminds you how stupid this whole idiotic at all is because so here like the closest I've come to this is the we the 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 night after the Ohio. I don't remember if it was that night or the next day after the Tyler Tran Ohio State game. And you know, uh the wife and I were going out to dinner with like an Irishman and his his wife. And so, like, they joke? don't – no, they don't get – like, you have to explain the history of, college, of, like, Purdue football yeah, versus Ohio How far back do I have to go State? here to make you understand so it's what like, me- this meant to me? Oh, it's tough. Right. It's like, I was, like, on cloud nine because I was like, this yeah. is the greatest – this is the greatest sporting event that I've ever watched. Yeah, you don't and even understand. Like, and Urban was doing the, the surrender cobra over and over. It was great. <laughs> it was an amazing, magical night. Did you see someone posted uh, in the No Context College Football – on Twitter, somebody posted, um, apparently there was a video clip. I never saw this before, but when urban left and day took over, uh-huh. it's urban in the locker room playing a video game and day comes in and six next to him. He goes, how's it going? And he's like, it's, it's we're set. We're good. Looking pretty good. And he hands the controls today. He's like, it's all yours. And he's like, thanks coach. And urban walks away. Like they must've filmed that for some internal, like, like right, passing of the torch, but he was yeah. passing like a PlayStation controller, and now of course that looks even funnier. Although the guy's thirty-one and two against the Big Ten, I, I don't know that. I, I hope they yeah, do run those two out. losses. I want him to be fired so bad. Oh, those so two great. losses. It'd be the best thing. Bring bring back Urban. 
do, do whatever. <laughs> I tell me, tell me who's the, who's your upgrade? I mean, that's I, their upgrade going. just got hired by Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, I think Fickle. I don't know if he would have been upgraded. I think it's a Great natural. Coach, but... It's a natural next. But but Ryan Day is a fantastic college football coach. Like it's it's a level of delusion that I don't think they they are setting themselves up to be the next Tennessee or Nebraska. I mean, it's by... SEC mentality, right? It's Auburn. <sighs> it's Tennessee. I don't even it's... know if that's SEC mentality. He's got him in the playoff. He's either in the playoff or in the hunt to the last week every right. year. He's lost right. two games that matter. Like. What? It's nuts. Yeah, like they they're, you know, it's once divisions go then maybe it will actually it'll make them more sane because it you know all of a sudden it's like I think cuz you know they're always judged on, you know, make the playoff, beat Michigan, win the Big 10, right? Like those are their goals, right? Yep. Um or like I guess win a national title, not just make the playoff, but win the national title, win the Big Ten, beat Michigan. Right. And Michigan's you, up there high. you can't really like if you don't beat Michigan, none of those happen, right? You well, know what I mean? They and could so sneak you into the playoff, my friend. They could oh, sneak geez, into the playoff. Let's let's nuts. let's play that. Well, it's not. It's not. Hard. We haven't played it's this game, Jay. Money. Imagine ahead. if they snuck in and won it. Now, what is what is the? I think they'd still be <laughs> mad at them. I think they'd still. That's how much they don't want to lose to Michigan. Yeah. Oh, the I'll only take a lost the IU only every year if I get a national title. That sounds the great. only better way would be if they pull a, a, a Duke UNC where they lost in the regular season. Somehow they both end up in the playoff, and then Michigan beats oh. them again in the oh. semifinals. That would be better. Then he'd be probably fired. I bet you. He would, uh, <laughs> if if they got in and they beat them again, I bet you they would run them out of town this year. That's the thing. UNC has forever won the the rivalry because they beat duke they twice K. they ended they, they won on coach they, k's last home game and they knocked him out of the tournament in the that's final it. four that the rivalry is over like you yeah. it's ended forever like that's right. it's done it feels to me like one of those things they probably don't want to talk about like probably want to acknowledge that that's how it went down unc like, does no they do <laughs> of course they do and they should forever they should never stop talking so about i'm it. kind of hoping that michigan because you know like I, you know, UNC is playing Michigan, or I mean, uh, OSU is playing Michigan, and I'm not rooting for either one. But I lean towards Michigan because I have less to hate there, well, yeah. right? There's just oh, a, yeah. a imminently less hateable. Program. I like Harbaugh losing though too. See, that's sure. it, it's just I, a lot. The of fun. 0 six start was pretty. Just funny. a lot of fun. It was just Against a lot Ohio of fun. State. It was a joy yeah. because it was another fan base where you're like you're winning 10, 11 games a year, but you're losing the one that you want the to win. And you might run them out for winning 10 and a half a year for six yeah. or seven years. You almost did. But if they, tur- I, if they turn it around and do the, like, you know, do the UNC to Duke to, you know, to Ohio state, like, Oh, that would be so good. That was. Yeah. Uh, the What we have gone light on until J money you joined is a reflection oh. on the football season. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah, I and okay, we're not gonna we're we're gonna start it off, uh, you know, uh, a little bit lower and mo- more emotional, so that we can end it a little bit higher. That what Aiden kind of has uh, performed through, um, I think we can say probably the whole season, but at least the second half of the season, and you know now the end, um, 
it's just if there was any you know we were having the you know late night two hour um uh twitter spaces right after the win you know talking about whether aiden belongs um in the cradle and my contention is always like we decide right it's the fans that decide um and you know you know there are going to be the high level you know people in the cradle that everybody knows and they're going to be the people that performed really well at purdue put up all the numbers put up all the you know put the wins on the board all of this but you know they're not drew Brees, and so they, they'll mean more to purdue fans than you know outside people looking at the table of you know uh, uh quarterbacks in the cradle um there is no doubt now i mean like you know and you hate to say it but like the ability to uh do that on and off the field is like, like, that's, that's what you want. Like as a Purdue fan and that, that dude is incredible. Um, and you know, it's like, all you can say is what you said, boiled out on the, on the, uh, quick cast on the video, which was just like, you're, you're praying for him. You're playing for the family. Um, football at this point is not very important. So if you've got to miss the big 10, he said, he's not going, Brom said, he's not going to, but if you've got to miss the big 10 title game, do it like that. This stuff doesn't matter. That stuff does. Right. But the ability to do all that and achieve this level of success is like that. Yeah. Aiden is special. Like we'll be telling, you know, like, you know, it will, you know, it's the, it's that joke about guys can just talk about, you know, uh, athletes for hours. Like yep. Aiden's going to be one of the people that's going to be brought up in that conversation, right? Like 10, 15 years from now. And well, so- his story, like you, you, and I don't, I, it sounded like you were going one way and I, I started thinking about it. So the, his story, uh, if he doesn't play another down, which he's going to play two more games at Purdue is one that you, you, you and your son, so so, little J Money and and little Boiler Dowd, who little Boiler Dowd because he's taller so than me, so it's not so little. Um, but he's old enough that now he remembers, kind of he wa- he watched AOC grow into the role, right? That story is something that LBD and I talk about to LBD's son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I mean, like literally. The, the way you work into a position, the, the, say, the, the, the long shot winning, right? The, uh, there's a Purdue commercial. I brought it up on Twitter during one of the games. The Purdue commercial, the, the girl and her dad talking about going into robotics and trying and trying and trying again. It has, and I know it's the same people that made the commercial. And then the O'Connell commercial of trying mm-hmm. and trying and trying again and putting in the reps. As an old-fashioned guy, I got to tell you, that's what I want my kids to do. I want them to, I want them to keep going. I want them to be able to take the arrows and keep bobbing and weaving. And when you fail, I want you to keep going. AOC fails and it keeps going. So that Purdue commercial is fictitious, right? It's a, it's a great story being told. And I really think Purdue just absolutely nailed that commercial. I love it. I love everything about it. And then the AOC story, the commercial tries to tell you the truth, but the longer story is much better. And now you add in this thing where he's, he quietly, he quietly has a a horrible, horrible tragedy happen in his family. And he doesn't say anything to anybody. And he comes out and he performs like absolute dog crap in the first half. And guys like me are on Twitter saying, Hey, maybe it's time to to just bench him for a possession. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that this guy didn't have any mental space for football at that point, but he didn't. He didn't. I, I, I joked with you guys about losing 
either of my brothers or my sister or whomever, my brothers-in-law, people that I care about, you guys. This is If I lost one of you guys and I had a big activity the next day, I'm not doing it. Maybe the day after that, though, you probably would. <laughs> the two days, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Two days, I'm doing whatever activity. It doesn't matter. It just wouldn't look good. It right. Taste to, to it it's for day. appearances. Just don't post about it. Yeah. Um, this is what not, an incredible you, guy. Though. What an incredible guy. And yeah. and and so an now we can go to the fun. For, and now so now we well, can go I wanted to, fun to stuff, which well, is. I wanted to mention while we're talking about AOC because I don't AOC think is better than a Disney movie, by the way, Patrick Kennedy. Yeah, you're damn um, right. He is at career. He is at uh, eighty eight hundred eighty eight fifty three in passing yards for his career at Purdue. Yeah. Okay, so should we assume what the hell? Um, that was a that was correct. That was in fact you were yes, right. You were right. <laughs> That's five points for me. Did you know? Um, well, what what do you think? Two Bye. more games. What do you think? Let Let's say conservatively two hundred passing yards per game. Let's say 400 passing yards, okay? That would put him at 92.53. If he does that, he will be 15th uh, all-time in career passing yards in the Big Ten. All-time. Wow. That's pretty amazing. I didn't know where you were going with that. I mean, again, like like, even with with kind of modernization of football and like the inflation of of passing stats, again, like a walk-on competing with two – what was it? What's that camp? Elite Eleven or whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah. Th- like he competed with like two of those level of guys and was the last one standing. Right? Um, like that. Just, I mean, the best. It's the best. And, and since you guys know you love J Money trivia, of the top fifty, let's put him in the top fifteen. Let's assume he gets yeah. those four hundred yards. So he will be one of six Purdue quarterbacks. In the top 15, <laughs> name the other five in the top 15 of all time passing yards. One's a given, obviously. Breeze, Painter. Right. right. Those are one and two. Orton, Orton is Campbell. 15. He's 14 right now. What was Scott the next Campbell? one? Scott Campbell? No, not Scott Campbell. Is he not even in the group? He's not. Herman? That would have been yes, my guess. Mark Herman. Been... Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And another one. Wow. Geez, Herman doing that is wild. Oh, Maybe yeah. They like, slung the ball. Like, I mean, that's seven. Nuts. Number seven all time. That's crazy, by the way. I mean, right like behind that. Sean Clifford, believe it or not, because Clifford's been David Blau? David Blau. Number nine all time with 9,734 passing yards in his time at Purdue. That's wow. a good group. It's a good group. And, and that's an amazing. This is the thing about AOC right there. And this is what we talked about on Saturday in the. The broken ass Twitter <laughs> thing we did. No, it was okay. It, it was, was okay. I mean, we had, it was we good. Had, it, it was it was great. We had about a thousand listeners there, which was which is awesome. Great. Yeah, yeah. But the but when we, when you talk about AOC, we can talk about the 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 Disney movie. We can talk about the emotional part, and then we can just look at black and white stats. And he's better, or he's equal to his story. That's the thing that's so awesome about him, right? I mean, Kyle Orton's story is good because he was really good, and he came in as a highly, you know, rated guy, and he and he passed for a bunch he of yards. He was the gunslinger that yeah, gunslinger that slung. You know that's, what I mean? That's like, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. But AOC comes in with this improbable way and does it right. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, there's Drew Brees' story is pretty awesome, right? I mean, like, this is the thing. As Purdue fans, we we, we better know the story. And there's one thing that I, this is one service you two gentlemen and I have and we should provide i don't know if we reach 
people that are in their 20s anymore. I really don't know. I, I always wonder, like demographic, it seems like we've got a type. It's mostly cougars. I think everybody in the – sorry. <laughs> we've got a type. No, no. There, there are people – No, you, there's, know, there's, you there's know what the type group. is? You know what the type is? Just uh, looking at is the, the cougars, by the way. I, I bragged about this the other day. Looking at the comments, it's exactly the dudes that can just sit around a campfire naming dudes. Name we dudes. just got a bunch of dudes. Exactly. <laughs> we just got a bunch of dudes. Justin Siller. We yes. got a name mentioned. We got Effort. Uh, you know, we I got, love it. Uh, I love what's happening we got on names, the side. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would, I think we have a responsibility. I'm not joking about this to tell the story of the old stuff that these people don't remember. Like, I think that's one thing we can do. It's, and I'm not joking. And like, I think I will try to hold on to doing this thing that we do as long as I can to be the old guy as the gray in my beard expands and continues to go to, to gain ground. We're, st- we're going to know some of the stories that other people don't know, right? That when, when they say things like, you should fire Jeff Brom because he only has seven wins, right? Well, you say, well, here's why you shouldn't fire Jeff Brom, and you shouldn't even talk about that because you're being a dumbass young person. You don't understand the deal. And I'm sure there are people that are old like us that are doing it, but they're even more stupid. Because part of the thing that we're supposed to do as we get older is gather information Start applying it to real life. It's called wisdom. Perspective. Wisdom, yes. Perspective. Let's go, I mean, right? This is what yeah. we should do. It's the one good thing you got going for you as you as you start touching high 40s. You know? This, this Sorry, is the, the – yeah, I know. I'm not, my knees might be there. My knees and hips might be there, but I'm not <laughs> right, quite there yeah. yet. You can still um, block shots like a freaking 19-year-old, though. The, the, I mean, the biggest Boy, thing really – Brett, that, that got imprinted on you. I know. Oh yeah, the ball gosh, did too. And it was uh, gnarly. <laughs> um, <laughs> gnarly. Uh, the, the the first uh, back-to-back eight-win seasons since Tiller's first two years. That's Again, Tiller years. Tiller became like started with that peak. Again, he reached there kind of one-year things, and he kind of reached a level of sustained success, yeah. right? But it was never back-to-back regular season like that. Again, the bowl yeah. kind of put he was seven plus a bowl put him there. But I always hate that in the win counts. Um, the back-to-back regular <laughs> seasons is is. Uh, is nuts that he did that after six years after Purdue's worst four year stretch in the history of Purdue football, the hundred plus year history of Purdue, hundred and whatever, uh, of, you know, 20 year of history of Purdue football. A lot people of mediocre so football. Oh, mercy. People were so yeah. mad when he went four and eight in his third year after going to bowl in his first two seasons. It took because Hazel he somehow teams and just instantly the, went to bowl. He somehow put off the inevitable, like, Building season that four and eight right. year if that if that was his first year after the hazel debacle four and eight you would have been like great work man good job right. we're on the, we're in the right direction but then yeah. instead he wins seven <laughs> and now everyone's like what do you mean four and eight I don't understand I don't, I don't make understand. Sense. like how short your mind your memories are right how short right. they are and and then he does what he did last year they win nine and they beat yeah. Tennessee in Tennessee's backyard they have no bad losses yeah. and I don't think any Purdue fan expects a season frankly with no bad loss no surprise losses nobody really expects that and they right. did that and the minute he didn't start 7 and 0 this year he was 5 and 2 and people were like well i don't know is tony <laughs> like what? i'm not entertained enough what it's tony you're talking about and when they were 5 and 2 now there there's an expression right the the fallacy of the predetermined outcome right you can't assume the rest of the season 
sure. plays out the way it did if something right. different. Like, so let's say they hold on again. So, so it's the, like the really, idea you say there's one score games in here that could have gone this. Of way course, that way, right? They could have gone the other way too. Yeah. If if you beat, let's and say they changed the the geometry of things. Well, let's say you beat Penn State and Syracuse, and now you're right. off to an unbelievable start. You probably lose. You probably lose at Minnesota. I thought you were going to say they probably win the national championship. They probably win the national championship. <laughs> No, but I'm saying I, I think you can't really play that game. But it is fair to say that there's 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 at least two games in there they very easily could have flipped. And and I said I was talking to my son about this. I said you know anybody who's acting like oh Purdue against Michigan blah blah, let's say those two were flipped just for purposes of some fun talk. And Purdue's ten and two. You're right. you're looking at this title game a little differently, aren't you? Yeah. They've won the Big Ten West going away now. Yeah. yeah. Right. They're that close to it being that. So they are that. That's the it team was you've a got, range, It was a range, bet- honestly, between probably six, I think, is low for this team. Seven and ten. But, yeah. like, between seven and ten, eight is probably the most frequent if you're looking at, you know, you what. you know season exactly. a hundred times or ten times. And, right. we're, yeah. and it's here. And that is awesome, by the way. Yeah. A Purdue team where if you play out the season a hundred times, it lands on anywhere between seven and ten wins and mostly <laughs> on eight. That's great. And so that is great. I've got a disease where uh, there's a chance we'll be in, uh, you know, uh, Indianapolis. Who knows? Oh. But, um, you know, we'll we'll figure this out. Um, I don't know, uh, Boiler Dad, if you're gonna, if you're participating, I'm trying this. to figure it out. I like financially because uh, exactly, I'm it's nuts. Mercy. It's nuts. It's insane. It's absolute insane. I got I got a, a compadre like, that I want to bring to every one of these games, and all of a sudden, a really expensive ticket because that is expensive. It's now too expensive. Now too expensive. <laughs> <tickets. laughs> Are we talking about a Big Ten title game? Are you talking about yes. Purdue basketball going forward? Because well, just I mean that was already baked into the, the into the equation, but now it's like uh, you know now it's more. Whenever oh. somebody says, by the way, the sidebar when they say I've 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 booked my Final Four tickets or whatever, I can't tell if they're joking or not. Like it's it's, it's a because joke for we me. all have disease because we right. all have. But I don't think half of them are joking. No, no. Because you can always sell Final Four tickets. We already. So, we, we you can all, always justify it. Sure, no big whoop. It was it was no trouble for me to sell my Elite Eight tickets last year in Philly. That's right. What, what? to a St. Peter's grad? To a St. Peter's oh, grad. That's right. It's this a, reminds yeah. me of selling Duke tickets. Did we, we have Final Four? Oh, we did do that. 16. Ryan and I. Yes, we were in, in Houston in 2010. When Chris Kramer Ooh. got knocked cold yep. in the Sweet 16 and they lost, and did we sell them? We must we have sold them. We sold them because yeah. because re- somebody came up and was like a punk. We we're like, nope. We <laughs> twenty. We, I remember we were both like in unison. Nope. Lit them on fire. I was like, nope, right here, <laughs> screw you. But this really nice dude comes up and he's like, hey, I don't mean to kick you while you're down. We don't have tickets. I think, yeah, that sounds. Familiar. We're here for the weekend. Is there any chance you guys have tickets for the next session? We're like, yeah. And then he started talking about, and we're like, by the way, remember we were like up at the second to last row. I can remember the exchange vividly. By the way, the, the 2010 Duke team, the current coach that you mean the team that the current coach played on. Shire was on that team. Yeah. 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 He He was a flat circle, man. He he beat Butler. Yep. That's right. Yep. That's right. Isn't John Shire, the yeah, star like of your that age, team. He's like age? two years older than me. Yeah. yeah. By the way, did you watch his his 
press conference, this post game presser? No, no after I heard you, doing, you, no. you 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 wrote a lot of quotes. It sounded to me like you respected his press. Conference. I really respected what he said, but when he talks, he sounds so darn young. Like just his I mean, delivery, he sounds like a young guy. He's not uh, are, not every guy right? that's like, his age. I, Anish, you yeah. sound older. He, I mean, like I'm telling you, he sounded young. But he was very respectful of Purdue. And it's almost like he was like, and I hope this is what he's doing as a as somebody who looks at a guy that I'm like, I kind of respect what he's trying to do. I hope he's saying, okay, we can be better. And this is a building block. And there are a lot of oh, things that I, we can I learn from this. I don't want to play Duke later in the season. I mean, Heck like, again, no, I it's thought like, about that is... scenario. <laughs> don't like, thank in the you. final eight, we're playing Duke. I this team that. is I will really, be pooping my that's paint, the thing, man. is that I don't like to do the thing that I, none of us here have done, but a lot of people do, which is like denigrating the team that you just beat with an overrated right, That doesn't chip. make any sense like, to me. Gonzaga is awesome. Talk them up. Like, Duke is so, Duke is so talented, right. and so it's like, and they're gonna they're gonna get it together, and they're probably not gonna lose by twenty to Purdue again. But like, yeah. man, twice in it, the same season, three of the top ten recruits in America were on that team. Four so of it's, the top twenty-eight good? recruits in America. Did you were see on the thing? I, I don't think you guys acknowledged it when I sent it to you. I should have put it on Twitter, but uh, I can't remember who who tweeted it to give him credit. So good work by me. But someone pointed out, I didn't realize this because it certainly didn't feel like this in real time. They scored one point in the final nine minutes of the game oh, and that, nothing after amazing. seven minutes talking, to go. Zach Eady has turned into a shot blocking machine, like a defensive machine. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like, and Caleb first is, I mean, like the backup center, like uh, first and uh, Trey Kaufman Ren are the backup. Caleb first likes to bar- block three pointers. <laughs> why do I, why am I so amused by first switching to number one? It just <laughs> it's like it's, so it's like Paul George switching to PG thirteen. He would right. change his number to thirteen. Just leave it's it like something. It. It's like something a kid would do, which is fun. It, it's fun, and it's a little. Is silly. that why he did it? Because that is funny. It's the brand you got first to. You're one. gonna send. You're gonna sell more jerseys. You know, nil jerseys with first, first one. And I saw a few of like the other uniform sicko slash nerds out there who produce rolled out a lineup where the everyone it's one, two, three, four, three, five, four, five. And there's a zero, two, one, two, zero, one, two, three, four as well. Right. Which gives everyone like work. 1930s vibes. It's like those right. are the numbers. It's all we had. So it's like, it's like when you play <laughs> the like numbers we had in the were, closet, when you were in like fifth grade and everybody is one through nine or one through yep. 10. It's yep. exactly the same kind of feel. Yeah. Very hey, can I? Can I? I want to get some. Anola just wants here. to. Uh, we already. We already hit Nebraska thoughts. Um, Sorry, did you? Uh, we did. did. We started this out okay. uh, oh, yeah. with Nebraska, but Jay Money, we're running an ISO for you right now. No, no. Uh, Nebraska thoughts. <laughs> well, I want to hear. I want to. Your favorite. All of our favorite teams. We've said oh, the whole year. I love that they. He called Scott Frost. Did you hear that? He said he called Scott Frost to, and is looking forward to talking to him, which I guess means he didn't get him. Oh, you ruled it. Frost is like. <laughs> right, exactly. On the he beach. He which him, is, I hope he's on him. a beach. Which is where Matt Rule should be, this fool with 40 million he, guaranteed. He about that. It was his wife that was in love with Lincoln. I, yeah, sure. But Rule's 10 mi- just, just He said, it. He said it in the, in the intro. He lived yeah. in Texas with Baylor. Then he got right. to live in the Carolinas. And there's He's not from many New York or New Jersey live. originally. Yes, he was when he when he appeared on game day on that camera. He was at Cape May, New Jersey. Right. And and then I see him landing in Lincoln. I'm like, ooh, have fun there, boy. Like, yeah. I hope you got enough. Great. I hope you got enough ocean. I hope you saw the ocean. It's a great view. Well, the land's so flat here. from there, you can actually see the look. You can see the ocean <laughs> from there. That's good to know. Yeah, I mean, for that price, I guess it's fine, but. 
That's so let me, let me ask you guys a question, okay? Because this is what I want to, this is a kind of my big, one of my big overarching themes. What is this Purdue football team defined by? I mean, the, the, I mean, the three things I'll, I'll remember from the team mm-hmm. are AOC, just in general. It's okay. kind of like, I would say the peak of AOC story was the Tennessee game, but it's kind okay. of like the culmination of it, right? Right. Um, Charlie Jones, just like, I mean, <laughs> what a, like, talk about dudes that you're just going to bring up around a campfire. Three away yeah. from 100. Jeez. So, 97, and then, 1,200 yards, I think. Man. I think right. those are so the let's two. say let's say AOC and then you've got Jones, I'll say slash Maccabi as Joe so, Inslee says. The the other thing I was gonna say it was Maccabi, but mm-hmm. I don't think we're gonna remember Maccabi for this season. Oh, I, love I that. think I, I love mean, what you're that's saying. That's the mm-hmm. thing is like let's go feed me. Oh more. gosh, no, he's no, 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 so no. good, man. So his good. Cut, that last cut the, oh. on his on that touchdown oh. run against IU. His last cut is so awesome because it's almost like every time he cuts, it's a little like a cartoon where he cuts and his legs are still going that way somehow. And he's already gone that way. I worry about his knees when I see that, but yes. Um, It's honestly, you know, again, I don't take this name in vain, but it's, it's Rondell Morian. I mean, like that level of athleticism. Rondell, when he cut, he did that like leg up. It's and the, the oh, would uh, he did what you're we about call to a hit high step, which I'm told Putting is easy to, to would they flag that? Flag. Yeah, would they so flag that? I don't it's know. interesting you ask what this teal you know for. You know what that made me think about? It made me think about Brahm's press conference when he was mm-hmm. asked about Purdue basketball and he started giving how awesome is that he's a Purdue basketball fan. Well, I was thinking the same thing. Remember, we saw him, I don't yes. know if you saw him, we saw His him in Louisville and then Peter's boy. Yes, yes, but he. He made such an insightful comment that I think ties to what you just asked about what kind of defines this season or this team. He said he was talking about it, and then he just went, he's got a team a lot like ours. He's got hungry guys who work hard and just want to keep playing. And I was like, you just asked what defines this team. This team doesn't have Rondell or David Bell or Karloftis or guys like that. This team, Charlie Jones, but where was Charlie? He was, wasn't he not recruited basically, right? Got one offer to Buffalo or something. He's a walk-on. He's a a team. The difference here, this team is a lot like this year's basketball team, kind of unheralded. Right, I mean, good basketball team had some good players, but not compared to basketball team. Exactly, basketball team is grading again on a curve, but yeah, sure. (laughs) Right, but Purdue basketball is always going to be in a different tier than Purdue football. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. So I think there's a comparison you can very much draw there, where these guys are maximizing their potential, and none of those other teams went to the Big Ten title game. I don't care what you want to say about the West. Got to play the games that are in front of you, and And they have the best record. And this is not a tiebreaker scenario. I said this. Through three bourbons on Saturday night. This is very important. This is very important. It is just them. They won the big. They won the West. They're six and three. They're eight and four. I don't care. I'm. I'm. Those other teams didn't do that. And and anybody who wants to talk about the crappy, you you had it in front of you. Iowa, you sucked. Wisconsin, you sucked. Minnesota, tripping over. So here you're starting to get close to what I think defines this team. You're right there. Okay. Okay. Both of you guys are right there. You're kind of, you're touching it, but you're not oh, getting there. Okay. For me. Wish. So we came in, we thought AOC and this offense, they're going to light teams on fire, right? We're going to see 400 yards multiple times. We haven't seen it once. From AOC. Right. 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 We, I, at different times, I thought this defense can be dominant. They have some parts in place that they can just absolutely shut down teams. We didn't quite see that, did we? Nope. Right. 
Special teams has been mediocre as anything. Right. Jeff Brom, his old magic trick, that bag, with all the trick plays. I don't even know if I that exists. I don't know if the bag isn't even a thing anymore. Right. I can't think of one succeeding. Right. I can think of attempts. Okay. So all the thought we're going to define this team coming in, like go back to August and listen to this very show or, or different things that we recorded. We, you know, I would say wrote, but that's not a thing anymore. Go back and look at that. It's not what we thought. Okay. And then you say, okay, so what makes this team good? I don't know. Here's what makes this team good. Resiliency. This is a resilient bunch. And why are they resilient? They've stuck together. They stuck together through some dog crap, right? Where it looked like, okay, you're off the rails now. You're not going to reach those goals you said you were going to reach. But somehow, somehow, Jeff Brom still sells something and this team still buys that something. And that to me, that is a, that's a bigger thing than we may even understand right now. That's a cohesive group, right? That's a group that they're playing for one another. Right there, there are things happen. We know things happen this year, right? Chris Jefferson leaves for a reason. He has some things he has to do, but you didn't hear anybody rallying around him. When Chris left, he didn't say thanks to Purdue football. Thanks to Jeff Brown. Something bad happened there. That type of thing generally shakes a team to its foundation, right? A senior Mm -hmm. who looks like he's the best defensive back leaving the team gone. Defensive back looks decimated, looks horrible. Team just kind of like, okay, We've lost our chance at the championship. We're done. They didn't give up. They did not give up. They play ugly on offense. They did not give up. They play like dog shit versus IU. They did not give up. They keep going. They keep going, right? That's the thing. That, to me, that's what defines this team. It's it, Let's compare this to another eight-win season that we all may know, remember, and that's that Rose Bowl season. Mm-hmm. That was a fun eight-win season. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Games were fun. Big comebacks, big plays. This eight-win season at times has been work. <laughs> right? We talked about FAU on Friday or Saturday. Oh, my well, gosh. You know what it made me think of? People were talking, and I actually think this apparently was the case. Apparently, uh, Harbaugh all season sort of sandbagged and hid what I they really this. were capable it of. It wild. So maybe that's what Brown's been doing. In anticipation I, of the he's waiting so for Harbaugh. I, I have the, <laughs> I have the, the theory, I have a theory about year. the trick plays though. I really do want I really do think that he wanted to show everybody that his his it. team building and gimmicks. his offenses and stuff, it it was it's real. Like it's right. not just he's got AOC plays. and I think I think he doesn't look at him like I need to have trickery. I've got to how do I increase his ceiling? Yeah, exactly. Right. He yeah. he's already got the you know, he's already got the players that he's confident in um and again not to say that he wasn't in when he had bell and rondale and you know uh, blau and all of those guys but like there is a, a certain confidence that he has in both himself and this team that i think he kind of wanted to show off with just vanilla um and so like i don't like just so that he's not known as the gimmicky coach because i'm sure that gets a little bit annoying for a dude that you know, sure. you know, we say that Brom isn't, um, you know, like a diva or anything like that. But if you get to that level, you've got to have some level of ego where it's yeah. not destructive, but it's like you're trying to prove this almost to yourself. Can you do it? Um, and so that's like my theory of the of the trick plays. Now, I would like to see it 400 trick plays against Michigan, please, <laughs> yeah, because many, please. that's the time that's the time you, you just uh, pull them out of the hat. But, yeah. um, you know, we'll see. 
if, if any of you guys who are, are watching, I know the two that are here in this room have seen it, but if any of you guys in the margin, the girls in the margin haven't seen it, there is a video of Jeff Brom dancing with his daughter on TikTok. TikTok. And it's like, what, four seconds long, three seconds long, and yeah. it's sped up, and it's silly. But it's another glimpse into this Jeff Brom that doesn't like to be in public very often. The Jeff Brom that gets that cries in press conferences, the Jeff Brom that, that complains about officials, and the Jeff Brom that dances with his daughter in the entry of Amen. the house. Amen. This guy is a good The things you'll dude. do for your daughter. The things right. you'll do for your daughter. Dad's right. like, all right, I'll do it. Yep, yep. I, this is, I mean, and like I think, Jay, you said it. This is why we love this guy, right? This yeah. is, and we it's, thought we couldn't like so, him more. I want to know more of this dude. I, okay. I, so you know, we're going back to like last year's basketball team. I, you know, it was the, the most fun offense that I have like ever. It's the most fun I've had watching Purdue offenses. Period. Um, I think it'll be the best offense that Matt Painter will ever have. Now yeah. the problem yeah. was the defense made the floor of the team so low, right? But the thing that we kept going back to last year was that they didn't win like the cheese it trophy but they didn't win something that they could hang their hat on right yeah the the now at this like Purdue football isn't at that same level like as basketball where you need big 10 titles you know right. deep runs right. and you know you know whatever like you know making the tournament making you know all of this or making the championship yeah but now the Brom era has both superstars that like genuine like college football superstars that we can say not like superstars for Purdue, but like Rondell Moore, David Bell, George Karloftis, and to to an extent Charlie Jones are players that like USC and Alabama would kill to have, right? I think I don't think that's a USC, Alabama, Ohio State. Like I don't think it's it's a Clemson. I don't think it's a stretch to say that they would love to have those have, to have had those players like college football superstars, in addition to a thing like a trophy a banner that you can hang an honor that is in the history books in winning you know the big 10 west now 10 years from now nobody's gonna remember that this was the big 10 west but like that that's meaningful and the other part of this is that you know we were saying that the range of purdue was seven to seven to ten wins probably this year you play you know you sim the season how many ever times what happened was purdue hit their median and every other team tripped and to me like the you know your story of resilience is purdue is the team that didn't didn't trip at the end when it was there right? right wisconsin wisconsin got off to a slow start and decided they needed a change uh and, and to play for the future nebraska just a disaster from you know from ireland on uh northwestern disaster like oh for america is what they went one and eleven gosh darn it I mean, and then, and then you go Over Iowa, America, and Iowa, Iowa had it, like Iowa, you know, and, and Illinois. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Illinois first, right. because they were the ones with full control, having what we thought was the if dream. Those refs season. wouldn't have robbed Bert. Hey, yeah, listen, listen. <laughs> you bring not, up Illinois. Not... No, no, no. You bring up Illinois. We talk about how much we but like Brom. Think of again the people who maybe come down on Brom and think they shouldn't. You could have that exactly. bloviating fat idiot embarrassing your he said it completely he, he, complete embarrassment of he dude. lumped purdue in there you had purdue at home on senior day couldn't what get your team more up. could you ask by the way that game seems like they could ask four for their months fans ago to show to me. up but 
Oh, does that like seem it, like yeah. it's ancient ancient history too, or is that is it just uh, me? absolutely? They played Penn State but, this year. <laughs> Illinois, Illinois couldn't close. That's the thing. Like Illinois couldn't close the season. I, and then we get to the fraudulent <laughs> Big Ten West. Did the fraudulent Big Ten West statues that are the Iowa Hawkeyes. At this point, there are our old friends at like Blackheart Gold Pants and all of these folks that just openly complain, have openly complained about fairness for years, for years, for years now. many years. It's like these are the kinds of like they're they're the poison fans of every fan. He base, runs right? that university, I guess, right? But like this yeah, is without to. you know, they were at the point where they were saying, like, without all of the gross stuff, like this is the um paterno, paterno like era of of like the late paterno late stage paterno of uh penn state like where there's literally no amount of incompetence there's no amount of non heinous level and but in iowa there had been some not that heinous but like really bad should be career ending things um like multiple what should be career ending uh, scandals that Kirk Ferentz had just walked through. Yep. And so to me, and then it's just set up for them to not be at the low end of their, of their range. And then they trip over themselves against Nebraska. And to me, mm-hmm. Purdue just hits their, this is like for the most part, Jeff Brom teams either overperform or hit their median. And what they did this year was they were that metronome, like no matter how we got there, Purdue hit the, that eight wins, which was probably right in the middle of where they should be, and they ended up the last team standing in the West. And to your point, that's that resiliency, right? Um, and so it's like that's that's awesome. That's a great thing. That is a a checkbox that is in the history books that you can say that you can talk about, um, and a... we can joke about it too because the Big Ten West is a joke, and that's funny. But then you can say like, hey, like we had Jeff Brom. We we didn't trip over ourselves, and we we, we were. How about, how about this? Out, how about right? how about how wild is it? Six years ago, Jeff Brom starts at Purdue, and he he hangs his hat on the fact that the gadget play is something they're going to unload on you, and it's going to terrify you. And then the next thing they've got is they're going to they're going to air it out on you, and you're gonna you're gonna see 500 yard games. They're just going to happen every year. They've happened, right? Mm-hmm. This year, you don't get any of that, and somehow it's not over. they win the damn division. And you've got number. And who's the emerging talent on the team that is that's probably going to be the bedrock of the team back. next year? A, a running back. Bru- a running back. Yeah, exactly. By the way, Bruising hashtag walk on you, <laughs> dude. Don't worry about I scholarships. I love it man. because it's we almost like Boilermaker. It's almost it. like um, Cornfield Sailor. It's a put down, right? Walk on you, right? Look at what walk-ons do at this. What place. the hell is a cornfield sailor? Is that an Indian? Cornfield sailor is I'm one of the familiar. Purdue nicknames. It's like way a, from the from the from the original old timey days. I want to make like that from like the original like boilermaker, like from the original like boilermaker uh, article that that we could be the Purdue cornfield sailors. Yes, oh, I love like, it. I should yeah. get that tattoo. Like Notre Dame was called the Ramblers at one point, right? Like you remember that? But, you remember that, that band that was from the '90s that was the Butthole Surfers? You remember yeah, Cornfield Sailors? So yeah, Perfect. Yeah, who's who's the spy? Is this the Cornfield yeah. Sailors? Oh, I love. I think we have our band name. Edgy. We have to put that yeah. together. But but walk on you to me. That's it's just like all these things. It's a put down. I think if you say, well, you guys don't have talent. Oh no, our walk ons come and they become all Americans. I mean, right? it's our so, walk-ons come and they, they make a huge difference. But you know why though? It's because you got a coach who says, you know what? I'm going to give everybody a damn shot. If, if my guys that he, aren't he said that, that in the post game, he yep. said, produce a place you can come and we'll give you a chance to play. And 
you know what? You, speaking what? of, you know who else does that? You know who else doesn't love to kiss the ring of five star players and promise, uh, uh, you know, promise uh, uh, playing time no matter what? Like Matt Painter does that too. Tom like Sculptor the over there in East Block. Exactly. Yeah. Tom, yeah, Matt, uh, yeah, Tom Sculptor. <laughs> A big Tom Sculptor guy. A big Tom Sculptor in East Block. I think. I mean, Matt Painter does this. This is what those two programs are right now, and it's like you've got to appreciate it while it's while it's here. Because honestly, like this, we talked, we joked about this being generational, but it's like for these two programs to be on such sure footing, like that's generational. That doesn't happen at not just at Purdue, but like look around the country at at the, the you know yeah. the programs that are set up cool. this well. You know, across both football and, yeah. and that, that ties the bow on that brings us right back to the talk about Babinski and how much of a bang up job yeah. he's done. I mean, incredible. Man, and then the so, other again, side, I'm not a, I'm not Dave, right from from Boiled Sports, but gosh darn it, the volleyball team is incredible too. It's not just like isolated oh, yeah. two sports that I really follow, but it's pretty dang neat, you know. And they're they're trying to do some women's basketball. I know nothing. I'm not going to try to be something. Baseball's that had its moments. Baseball's right. had its moments. It's yeah, it's great. It's great. Dubinsky's um, done his thing. I, I had a point I wanted to make real quick about the the championship game being everyone's feeling like the same way. I think that okay, it's Michigan. They're probably going to lose. It's house money. All that. Right. Uh, it it's you know you said not long ago. I don't think I'm misquoting you. I, I think you said I'm not sure Purdue will ever play in a Rose Bowl again. Now this is probably during some of the darker years, mm-hmm. and they're close right now. Like. I know you can. People can be like, "Well, you're not. That's fine. You got this far, and and it's fine Four if you if you away. feel that way." This this game is pretty big. Four you're not going to get here away. that often. And when my son, you know, I'm starting to have those conversations like you do with your son about where he makes observations that you're like, "Oh yeah, that's a good point." Mm-hmm. He he said to me, "You know what I'm worried about?" He's like, "And I and I don't think I think we all agree, right? When USC and UCLA join, there will probably be. I think everyone kind of thinks there'll be at least another one or two from the West." That will come in from the Pac-12, maybe. But let's say it's his point was. Yeah, it's not done. It's not done. Right, but he was like, "What if it is just them?" And he's like, "Those two clearly join the West, and then someone has to move to the East, and it would be Purdue." And I was like, <laughs> "That's really a great point. Like, if it was just those two, nobody else makes sense to move to the East." Well, listen, no. here's what I, here's what, what Purdue knows. Okay, the, the the one team in the East that is absolute kryptonite to Purdue is Michigan, right? <laughs> I mean, they wait just a minute, are. Wait a minute. They have played one time in the last 10 years. But let's go back that, right? generations. Let's go back Joe Tiller. Michigan is trouble. It's not hey, when uh, Purdue uh, has found a hey, way to uh, beat Penn State, when they found a way to be Ohio I was going to say, uh, Breeze never Man. beat Penn State. I don't know. But, it's neither but one Penn of those State got luck. beaten right after, right? I mean, by That's lesser true. teams, That's you true. know? Michigan, so, though. Man, like I think maybe until it, this it weekend, until the, there's the hook and lateral, there's the hook and lateral game. change at some point. Do you realize the hook and lateral game? Do you realize that was a back to back wins Purdue had in 08 and 09? Yes. Purdue because mm-hmm. one of them was in Rich the big Rock. house, yeah. Yes. One of yeah, them Rich. was in the big house, and it was like a marquee game. Was big house. Was it no, not? hook and lateral was uh, uh, was in uh, so, so hook and lateral was in Ross and I know this because it was the only game of my undergraduate career that I missed. Of course, and that's a brutal one to miss. I missed yeah. the nine three win. So you guys are what you guys are saying is oh, nice. Michigan is no big whoop. I was at the nine yeah, three game. We're we're gonna win. Is what been. I'm saying. We're going to book you. You were there. Wait, tickets. hold on, hold on. Time, time, time out. I, I don't. Think Tim I and I were next to each other. I think I missed that one. You would Could remember be, that if you were the, the year before fan. that. By the way, the year before that was the year they lost in Ann Arbor five to like, nothing. <laughs> five and that game to was nothing. brutal. 
That was with Allstott. <laughs> so back-to-back seasons, the total score was Purdue 9, Michigan 8. <laughs> and, and they went 1-1. One and one. And they split oh my gosh. nine to eight over two over eight quarters of football. It's like and that Frank Beamer zero zero with him like yes, it know, gone. it's my favorite. It's my favorite so screenshot. Purdue won oh, nine good. to three in ninety six. They won two years later thirty. I'm sorry, sorry, four years later. There was a little gap there. They only played once over the next four years, and then they played in two thousand. We know how that ended thirty two thirty one Purdue. And then in 08 and 09, they won back-to-back, 48-42 and 38-36 when Michigan I'm was wrong. definitely down. I'm wrong. Purdue owns Michigan is what you're saying. That's it. We're going <laughs> to play. But they haven't played. They played once in 10 years, and that was when he bitched right. about the locker right. This is the second time in th- – You guys realize that was days? five years ago? That was 2017? That no. Like, yeah. It feels like multiple eternities yeah. ago for many reasons. Yeah. like it's, well, it's funny. That doesn't seem that long ago to me. But the but the Illinois game game seems right. like a long time ago. I don't <laughs> no, no, understand. Nothing makes any sense. Nothing makes any sense. Yeah. Dylan was Dylan says he was born in ninety six. Yeah, shut up. You need to hear that. <laughs> shut up, Richard. I, I, uh, All I'm so saying any, is I think that you, 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 this game this is a shot. This is a shot to win. This is a chance to go to the Rose Bowl. This is a chance to be Big Ten champs. And maybe oh man, would you make everybody so angry? I would ask every Ohio State oh, fan would. I knew about. I, I really I, want to I, ask him all this week about what what do you do that what do we do you, what are you when are you guys going to get there oh you're not going to get there you're not coming why are already, you new what happened I already I asked my guarantee. Penn State I already asked my Penn State buddy uh, I was like we made it to Indy I thought you were coming but yeah, I thought like, we were going to see you guys again this year what happened there I know that was a dickish move my son well, said I, you that tells me I you tells me I can do it it's the only what it only oh time you gotta you gotta lap it up you gotta enjoy it yeah. Well, if IU was in the West, they'd be 10 and whatever, right? Oh, that's what, that, absolutely. I think that's the point they'll make. Despite going like, you know, two and they, three. They've gone four years. and eight versus the West over the last over however the last... many years. And guess what they did this year? They went four and eight. And guess what they did versus the West? They went, what is like, it's exactly one and two. I was like, oh my gosh, it almost seems like these it's numbers. It's almost are, like that's who you are. That's what you, you are. Did you guys talk before I got on Does about Does it matter Tom how you play, Tom pregame Allen. speech? Oh no. my! We did not address it. His players were inspired. Oh, that was so bad. It's one of the weirdest things. Like it's so. And like, listen, and I, I have admitted, I think I'm, I'm fully open about. I like Tom Allen. We but like, we all like Tom Allen. Future awful. Purdue defensive coordinator, Tom. Right. Allen. Welcome. That that was horrible. It was so bad. The the way and maybe he, does he always yell that way? Is that the way his voice sounds? So here's the so here's the thing. I think I think if they would have cut it off, it Sorry, would have been like a normal crazy college speech. The fact that they let that they the, pivoted to the players, <laughs> they let it. And, and it the was players like, were like, it was like a sketch. Oh, like it was like really any like one of these sketches that is like oh. you're you're looking. All of the players are already they already have their drafts of their notes app. Uh, you know, announcement that Twitter? they're transferring. Like <laughs> it's just entering the transfer <laughs> portal. They already have it up. It's just ready Tom to go. Allen, after I do anything for you, Tom Allen. 
except for listening to another one of those speeches again one thing like I like i said uh you know also enjoying thanksgiving weekend uh you know during the twitter spaces the first half had me nervous but sure. uh you know again they had, they uh, had you in the first half yeah purdue purdue and uh, uh aoc and uh Maccabee, it made too much sense that purdue aoc and Maccabee saved it you know in the second half it was nice yeah. and the defense i should say like you know we have been saying but like the defense stepped defense, up the defense, i mean they did their job you like this good. is the funny thing their... like it felt bad that iu carved up purdue right it, it stopped obviously that's we're not gonna i mean there's a lot of things in, a, in an alternate universe iu probably wins 65 to zero and their quarterback stays home healthy <laughs> guess what that didn't happen i mean it, it's nothing that anybody could have done it sounds like it just didn't happen the defense though to hold the team in check for a quarter to have, what was it? Seven points. And then they hold them to a half to seven points in this era. I don't care who you're playing. It's a great, that's an accomplishment. That's a great performance. And so there are going to be off. We're, we have a long off season to talk about, you know, coaching changes, like defensive coaching changes. I think, you know, we've already said, uh, you know, Jim Leonard, do you want to come uh, to Oof. Purdue? You want to come be defensive coordinator at Purdue? Well, we'll be happy. We'll, ta- how about, we'll how take about, you. You know what Coach they ought to ask? You can be DB coach. You can work your way. Maybe you can be defensive coordinator eventually, Jim. But right now, we got a place for you. It's it's what it's it's the Jeff Brown special. You'll be one of three co-defensive seventeen defensive coordinators. Exactly. We got a couple veterans. We really like them, but we think you could uh, you'd be the topper, the the uh, the trinity of defensive coaches. (laughs) So we're uh, we've gone far too long, Jay. Money. uh, We're we're giving you the last. uh, We're giving you the floor. What's uh, you know the the last thought? The last comment. Oh, that was the uh, that was so much fun over those few days. it was fun not only because of what Purdue did, but because of what Nebraska did for us, putting a little bow on our season of talking about Nebraska every week. See, we knew something. Wonderful. We knew something you all didn't know. And seeing – I guess it could have been a little better if – if, but, I mean, we talked about Saturday night, like a college football Saturday where Purdue wins, wins a division, IU loses, Notre Dame loses, Ohio State loses. <sighs> Man, that can't be <laughs> – can't be much more fun than that. Um, I'm always sad when college football, the regular season comes to an end, but it hasn't ended yet for Purdue. Purdue's going to be playing a game in December. In the matters in December, right? Got two we were joking games, about. Two, we were joking about the fourteen, you know, the, the fourteen fifteen game season uh, uh, earlier yeah. in the year. I'm a little worried about an eight and six record, but you know what? We're not there yet. Let's not make any assumptions. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm fine with nine and five. Could be ten and yeah, four. It could be ten and four. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Eight and six is what they went the weird Hawaii year, wasn't it? It was an awful eight and six. <laughs> when you so look back bad. at that schedule, that if they were ever gonna win ten games, that was the year. And they uh, that was such a oh, weird it was year. So bad. So was... bad. I think they lost to IU that year too, didn't they? It was IU and Hawaii at the end of the season? Weren't they like eight and three and lost to IU and Hawaii, and then their yeah. ball game. Yeah, it's like the worst eight wins ever. <laughs> ten winning in a row, do. Motor City Boilers says ten winning in a row. I've been trying to make that work for a while. Yeah, um, we can, we're, we're going to get we're going to get the home field guys to make the shirt just out of spite. I, we have IU to. has been dying to be nine Windiana, and Purdue just <laughs> Purdue did it last year and might do it again this year. Uh, <sighs> 
Well, that's enough for us. Well, here I'm gonna I'm gonna end it in the traditional way, but I want you guys to translate it because I'm gonna end it as Tom Allen would, and you're gonna say what I mean to say. Okay? Can you guys do that? Sure, sure. And I know we've never spoken this language before, but I bet we can do it. I'm gonna say it, then you're gonna say it, and that's gonna be the end of the show. Uh, Okay. Ready? Here we go. Love you guys. Good night.